Happy Friday, everybody. On today's Locked On NHL, the trade deadline has passed, so we are looking at the initial impact of some old faces in new places. Then we'll look at the Western Conference playoff race. Plus, we've got a look ahead to the full weekend schedule of games in the NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Friday edition of Locked On NHL. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the lovely and talented Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at Ice Wars NYIVSNYR. Gil, how are we doing this Friday? Uh, we're doing okay. It's, and look, it's Friday. How bad could it be, right? <laughs> exactly. And there's lots of good stuff going on around the world of the NHL. So we're excited to talk about that. Thank you so much for making Locked on NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Plus, you can watch us over on YouTube. All right, Gil. So the dust has settled in the trade deadline, and it took up a little bit longer than we thought it was going to because, of course, of the situation with the Evgeny Dadanov trade with yeah. Vegas and the Ducks that officially got negated this week. And uh, Dadanov played in his first game back with his quote-unquote old team, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, last night and had himself a hell of a night with a goal and two assists. Yeah, talk talk about the, uh, you know, a guy you didn't even want anymore uh, helping your team. So uh, it's got to be a little awkward for him, I would think, but his wishes ended up being uh, honored, and here we are. Uh, A canceled trade... Just, just, it's not a great look for the league. Let's put it that way. No, and I'm sure following this, there's going to be some sort of change in process in terms of how the league manages contract information. There's been a lot of talk about that recently, especially because of, you know, sites like Cap Friendly, which has all of this information out there anyway. And we've heard NHL GMs <clears throat> refer to Cap Friendly. Right. So I I think that it would behoove the league to have their own version of that on their own website, maybe, you know, help increase their traffic as well. Yeah, you know, that would seemingly be a very simple way to fix some of these issues and, uh, you know, have the official version of all of this information out there for teams, for fans, for uh, agents and, and everybody involved, which is why they probably won't do it but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a great suggestion uh, all joking aside the league needs to clean this area up and prevent this from happening again absolutely and of course the golden knights are in a precarious situation cap wise you know if or not if but when stone or martinez come off ltir 
they're kind of in a, a bind and have to create some cap space. So they may end up having to pull a trade after the deadline, which would prevent players from being able to play. And uh, it should be interesting to see how they handle it. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult situation for them. And now they're, they, they'll have to get creative, let's put it that way. And, and the thing is, you want to get creative without hurting your team's chances of getting one of those final playoff spots in the West. They're already a little behind the eight ball because they've played more games than the teams that they're, you know, competing with for that final spot. So a little bit of a predicament for Vegas and uh, they got to figure out a way out of it. Yeah, they do. And we're going to talk more about Vegas's position in the playoff hunt in the next segment, but there were some more guys who had some different jerseys on and I know for me personally the most difficult thing was seeing Claude Giroux in a Florida Panthers jersey and they actually had a heck of a first game for all the new players in Florida. Uh, Claude Giroux had two assists in his Panthers debut View, but the other two new guys on Florida also got points in that game, Ben Sherratt and Robert Haig, each with an assist in the Panthers' win over the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, and uh, you know that's the kind of thing. If you're a fan of the of the Florida Panthers, that has to feel good. And and you know you make these deals, and then boom, first game out, these guys are contributing offensively and sort of finding their way you know the the key though the first game there's always that little bit of extra adrenaline the players are excited to put on the new uniform and to prove themselves to their teammates the big thing is two three five games in when things start to settle down where do you find these players fitting in how well does the chemistry develop but off to a good start and that's encouraging for the florida panthers who went all in at the deadline and uh, right now it looks like it's paying off. Yeah. And in that first game, I got to see one of the most interesting things that I like in hockey, which is the five forward power play. And if yeah. any team can pull this off, it is this year's Florida Panthers. I mean, my goodness, with Barkov and Giroux, who were, you know, power play powerhouses out there leading it, I think that they're going to have some pretty good success with it. Yeah, you know, there's always that vulnerability when you put the five forwards out there to giving up the shorthanded goal because your forwards tend, they may be better at passing the puck and setting up the offense, but if the puck goes the other way, if they're the only guy back on a two-on-one or, you know, something like that, you've got a little bit of an issue. They're not used to playing D. So it, it, it can be a very powerful offensive tool, but it can also leave you vulnerable to some shorthanded goals. It can, um, but I do think that the Panthers have the personnel to pull it off. And oh, yeah. I would say Giroux specifically is really defensively minded and, you know, put, has a lot of PK time under his belt. So I think it's a good strategy for this team and this personnel, like I said, and it should be a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if you do it in the playoffs when the game is on the line, but we'll see if, <laughs> if they do that as we get toward those games. But uh, Scott Wedgwood 
made his debut for the Dallas Stars and made 44 saves in a shootout win over Carolina. That was good to see. Scott Wedgwood is a guy that you just want to root for and you want good things for. He's just one of those journeyman, hard worker kind of goalies, and you love to see success. Yeah, no, you got you to gotta appreciate a player like Wedgwood. And for him to make that many saves, uh, especially when, you know, He's seeing a lot of pucks, let's put it that way, and still coming through. Very encouraging to see, and I'm happy for Wedgwood. And with Dallas, you know, fighting for playoff positioning to have to face a team like Carolina and come out with the extra point, uh, especially against an Eastern Conference team where, you know, Carolina getting a point in that game doesn't really matter as much to them. I think for them, just getting the two points coming out of it is the most important thing. And Wedgwood was a huge part of that. So very excited to see that for the Stars. And we did see also the debut of Hampus Lindholm for Mm -hmm. the Boston Bruins. That was a huge deal, including the contract extension. And Lindholm had an assist on one of uh, David Pasternak's uh, hat trick goals last night versus Tampa. And I think, you know, he played pretty well and he's been paired up with Charlie McAvoy, which has got to be one of the strongest D pairings in the East. Yeah, it does. I'll I'll get to see them over the weekend, uh, Boston playing the Islanders Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow. And I I was looking over the depth chart when I was preparing for my Islanders podcast last night. And I was like, wow, that is that is a a heck of a top pair and, and a very deep blue line now. So I, I think that Lindholm really gives Boston some options on defense and some depth on defense and some more offensive ability from the blue line, uh, a very good pickup. And, you know, Boston now winning uh, three in a row and, and moving out of a wild card spot. So they've got to be happy about that. Absolutely. Clearly, it's too soon to tell what the full impact of any of the bigger trade deadline moves is going to be but we do have some runway to look at one of the biggest moves made this season but you know it happened a while ago and that is the Tyler Toffoli trade to the Calgary Flames and so you can see how one guy can have a huge impact on a team and I think that that has clearly been the most impactful so far. Uh, the Flames are 12-4-2 since he joined the team. He's got 15 points in 18 games. And so as these other players get acclimated on their new rosters, you know, we'll see who else kind of helps their team take that extra step. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages of striking a little bit before the deadline. You got more time to integrate the new player into the lineup and, you know, it's it's better to have those growing pains in in late February or early March rather than when there's only 15 games, 20 games left on the schedule and you're desperately fighting for playoff positioning. Well, we're going to talk more about those Calgary Flames and the Western Conference playoff race in just a moment. Yes, we are. But first, we have to talk about Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. 
Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Yes, you heard me right. That's protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And like all built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. They're going to be your new favorite. And like all built Bars, they're low in calorie, high in protein, high in fiber, and low in net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, including us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Gil, we were just talking about the Calgary Flames, and right now they are atop the Pacific Division with 84 points. And... You know, it seems like they're the team to beat in the Pacific and are going to have that top seed for that division. But, you know, the Kings and Oilers are trying to do their best to move up, but have been struggling a little bit to get there. And so obviously, I think the real competition here is in the Central Division, where the points difference between, you know, the top team and a couple of spots out of the wild card race is not very much. Yeah. I mean, Colorado is going to win the central. There's almost no doubt about that, but then for second place down through who's going to even miss the playoffs, it is very, very tight. I mean, Minnesota right now, one point ahead of St. Louis for second place. And, Minnesota has a game in hand, but then you add Nashville and Dallas and Vegas and this wild card race. You can't count out Vancouver just yet. Winnipeg hanging around. It's going to go down to the wire and it's going to provide, I think, the most excitement as far as, uh, you know, races for those final playoff spots in the NHL during the last five weeks of the season. Yeah, and especially all of the head-to-head games that come up between these two teams are going to be four-point games, essentially, and will have, I think, the biggest impact on how these standings are going to turn out. And, you know, we were talking in the first segment about the trade deadline and new additions to rosters and how they might provide a boost for, for some of these teams, and you know, you have to think that Dallas has put themselves in a really good position. Right now, they're second in the wild card spot for the West. And solidifying goaltending, I think, is one of the most important things you can do heading into a playoff race because that's what you need to steal games as we're getting down to the wire. Yeah, that that, that goaltending's ability to steal games can get you into the playoffs and let's say you are a wild card team 
it can also help you steal a series <clears throat> once you get into the playoffs. The hot goalie, look, upsets in the Stanley Cup playoffs are more prevalent than in any other uh, you know, sport in North America as far as how common they are. And usually the common denominator in those upsets is you get a hot goaltender and you ride that hot goalie through a series or two or even all the way to a championship. So big move by Dallas to upgrade in between the pipes. And, you know, the one thing about Dallas that's sort of interesting, they're so good at home and yet they're below 500 on the road. If yeah. they can even improve on the road just a little bit, it can really help them solidify playoff uh, playoff seating. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because, you know, the Flyers are absolutely atrocious on the road and finally won a game last night. <laughs> but uh, you can see just how that just changes your outlook completely because you know that every game you go into, whether it's at home or on the road, you have a good chance of winning and it, it builds confidence. And, you know, for a team that is kind of out of place in terms of goal differential. And that's something that I look at a lot in terms of ability to put pucks in the net night after night after night. And, you know, Dallas is dead even on goal differential for the season. And you look at all the other teams around them in the standings, especially in the central division, you know, the other teams are at a plus 30 or higher overall, except Nashville's plus 22. But then you have this kind of out of place team with Dallas, if they can turn that around and keep winning games, I think that it's going to be really hard for anybody to catch up with any of those teams. No question. And and when you have that extra bit of confidence in your goalie, that when you make a mistake, he's going to bail you out. Uh, you know, sometimes it's not even just how many saves it's when you make them and how you make them, but if you have that extra little bit of confidence, hey, if I make one mistake, it's not going to cost my team the game. You can play with more confidence, and that makes a big difference on a game-in, game-out basis for these teams. Yeah, and at the trade deadline, there wasn't a ton of goaltender action. You know, the market for goalies was pretty much nothing overall, except for Marc-Andre Fleury was like the only big move with goaltending. And so that's always interesting to me heading into a playoff race and the playoffs because you know you're looking at the west and it seems like for the most part everybody else is set in their goaltending and teams like the Edmonton Oilers didn't make any changes there either and they have you know consistently struggled with goaltending but Mike Smith seems to be holding it together yeah as of right now he does <laughs> I was surprised they didn't make a move. I was a little bit surprised Toronto didn't consider making a move for a goaltender. But, uh, you know, that ship has sailed for this season at least. And um, we'll see if this uh, move pays off for the Dallas Stars because uh, so far so good. Do you have any predictions for how this is going to turn out in terms of the wild card for the West? Uh, you know, I think Vegas will probably be on the outside looking in. And I think I think Nashville and Dallas will snag those two wild cards. Uh, what What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I just I I have to think that 
somehow Vegas is going to pull this off and make us all angry about it. Because as we know, (laughs) the Vegas Golden Knights are the evil main character of the NHL, at least out West, uh, with their win-at-all-costs attitude that they have. But I think that, you know, with Jack Eichel getting better and better each game, I think, you know, as long as they can figure out this cap situation, and don't get me wrong, I hope they don't because I find it amusing. But I think that, you know, as long as they figure it out, and put that behind them. I think they do have the capability to come back and make it. And I just wonder about Dallas's ability to stay consistent. I hope they do. Like I was talking about before, and I think they put themselves in a good position to continue to be successful, but I don't know, man. I just, I, I fear the specter of Vegas sometimes. Yeah, that, and I, I see that zero goal differential is not inspiring confidence. In mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not. It is not. And, you know, we talk mostly about the West out here, but, you know, the East, while we know who is going to make the playoffs, it has been really interesting to see the jockeying for position as to where the teams might end up. And this weekend's games are going to have a huge impact in how the standings look over the next week or so. And we are going to get to that momentarily. But in the meantime, it is that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is in full swing. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device. You can learn more about all the trends and action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Gil, this is going to be a good weekend of NHL action ahead of us. And I think for tonight's games, the big one, of course, is the Pittsburgh Penguins at the New York Rangers. Yeah, that is a great Metropolitan Division matchup and two teams that are very close to each other in the standings. Uh, You know, Rangers are getting such outstanding goaltending lately. They made a lot of moves at the trade deadline. I love this matchup. It's a great division rivalry, and it should be a very good hockey game. And, you know, it's funny. We've been talking about so many other players, but Sidney Crosby just is seemingly quietly doing his thing, leading the team in scoring for Pittsburgh. And, you know, even though he was out injured for a bunch of games as well. And it's hard to think about Sidney Crosby as underappreciated, but I think in some ways he has been recently. I, I think you're right. It, it's almost like people take it for granted. Oh yeah, Sidney Crosby. He'll he'll lead the Penguins in scoring. He'll he'll be you know doing his thing, and and here he is just getting the job done, and and with not as much fanfare as a lot of other players who get more attention than Sidney Crosby. Go figure that one out. I know it is very weird to live in this world, but we do. <laughs> Are there any other games on Friday you're looking forward to? 
that was the big one uh, out of all of them. I mean, there are other games with playoff implications. And then you have what I think will be an entertaining game between two teams that are sort of just on the outside looking in and Columbus and Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg with a better chance than Columbus of staying in the race a little bit longer because the West is a little bit more competitive. But, uh, you know, you got other games with playoff implications, Arizona, Calgary, Philadelphia, Colorado, that, you know, will be interesting. But the big one is Pittsburgh and the Rangers. I think so, too. Columbus has been one of those teams that has been much better than expected, I think, and has played spoilers. So just watching their schedule for the rest of the season to see what they can do will be a lot of fun for Columbus fans. Saturday is a big day. Lots of fantastic games. We've got Vancouver at Dallas. Uh, Toronto at Montreal. Always love to see those Canadian matchups. Carolina at St. Louis. Edmonton at Calgary. Just a fun day of hockey overall. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'll I'll tell you, uh, Carolina has been struggling a little bit lately. That game Mm -hmm. in St. Louis, not going to be easy for them. And if you're the Hurricanes, you want to right the ship and make sure that you don't start slumping at the wrong time. So I think it's kind of pivotal for them. And we know, you know, St. Louis playing good hockey, but the West is tight. They need this game as well. That'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and the Blues just lost to the Flyers last night and not too thrilled about that, I got to say. <laughs> um, from their perspective, they weren't right. too thrilled about it. So I think they'll be looking to rebound at home uh, against Carolina. And I think, you know, your Islanders, while not really part of this playoff race, are having huge implications this weekend. And you know, the Islanders will be facing Boston on Saturday, like you mentioned. And then Tampa is playing the Isles on Sunday. And so with Boston and Tampa neck and neck, the Islanders are going to have uh, something to say about that. Yeah. And look, the Islanders are what, like 7-1-1 one, and one in their last nine games. They've been playing better hockey as of late. Too little, too late for this season, but encouraging nonetheless. And now... All of a sudden, like you said, they'll have some say in how other teams get seeded in the playoffs mm-hmm. this weekend with these two games. Two matinees, so that makes it a little a little easier for me, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, Boston is third in the Atlantic now. They've won three in a row. Tampa has lost three in a row and find themselves in the wild card spot. So these two games are going to have a huge impact on to where they end up at the end of the weekend. And, you know, with both teams having streaks, one good, one bad, I think it'll especially be important for Tampa to snap that losing streak. No doubt. And then, you know, later on, on uh, Saturday night, you have the Battle of Alberta, uh, Edmonton and Calgary. And I always love that matchup. I do, too. And, you know, we talked about Calgary in the last segment and they have been a strong team all season, but occasionally they lose games inexplicably, like games that they should absolutely win. And with a game like one against Edmonton, which always has heightened implications, like you said, Battle of Alberta, uh, I'm very curious to see how, like, which version of Calgary will show up for this game. 
Yeah, and the, and again, you know, not a lot of uh, margin for error. Just you you want to hit your stride around this time of year when you're prepping for the playoffs. You do, and you know, there's some teams that are going to have the opportunity to do that on Sunday. I think you know the two biggest matchups that day are Colorado at Minnesota and Florida at Toronto, and especially with the Colorado at Minnesota game. Colorado obviously is dominant. We talked about that in the last segment. And Minnesota is looking to put themselves with all the big moves they made at the trade deadline into that position where they're trending in the right direction and hitting their peak, getting into the tail end of the season and the playoffs, coming up against a team like Colorado, that's tough to do but they'll be at home. And so I think it'll be a fun game. It will be a fun game. Big challenge for Minnesota, sort of a litmus test to see where they're at as we head into the stretch drive. And the other game, Florida at Toronto, I think, you know, again, Toronto sometimes is the uh, bastard child of the East in terms of high expectation Uh, especially given the market with a lot of uh, people rooting for their demise from everywhere else. (laughs) And the Florida Panthers are a team that people seem to be getting behind because they have a lot of good players there. They're fun to watch. They're dynamic. They do creative things like the five forward power play that we were talking about. They just picked up some really good pieces at the trade deadline. And so when you have a high powered offensive team like Toronto, that maybe isn't as strong defensively, like you alluded to, they did not make any goaltending changes during the trade deadline. What's a team like Florida going to do coming into Toronto? Yeah, it'll be a great game and take the over if there's an over under. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you like goals, if you like offensive hockey, that should be a heck of a game. I absolutely agree. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, no, those are the, the major games. And it, wall-to-wall hockey, is, it's out there. I'm looking forward to it. I love this time of year. I love this time of year. Me too. In some ways, it's kind of a relief to know for sure that the Flyers won't be in the playoffs. And I can, with a neutral perspective, look at all the other teams and just have fun as we get into this portion of the season. I, I understand that. I, I After making these long playoff runs the last two years, I'm going to miss it, you know, uh, <laughs> being a little more quiet during the postseason for my Islanders. But, uh, yeah, it does allow you to just on a nightly basis pick out the best games or switch between games, and there is certainly, uh, as a fan, value to that. Exactly. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Gil, of course, you're going to be back Monday with your show, checking in on all the top stories in the NHL with hosts from around the league. Uh, What else do you got on tap? Well, the Islanders have the two games that you mentioned, so I'll be uh, covering those, and I'll do my uh, Islanders podcast for Monday as well, and uh, looking forward to it. How about you? What do you have on tap for the weekend? I know the Flyers are busy. Yeah, they face the Avalanche tonight, the Predators on Sunday. And so a a lot of good hockey action for them. And we're looking at our prospects that are playing in the Frozen Four tournament, 
which is a lot of fun over at Locked on Flyers. So lots of stuff to talk about there. And of course, we'll be back next Friday to recap the week that was. And we'll look ahead to the following weekend's slate of games. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. Gil here is on Twitter at IceWarsNYIVSNYR. Have a great weekend, everybody. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.